Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you as humbly and as uh, gratitude graciously as we possibly can. God, we ask, Lord, that now that you will just humble us. Father, open up our hearts and minds so that we may receive the word that you have for us today. God, let the power of your flow come through. Father, let your will be done in our life. As we come together in the unity of the faith, your will, Father, your will be done. Not ours, but your will be done. And may the Lord of our say, may the Lord of our uh, uh, God and Savior, may he be with us, may he continue to love us, keep us and cherish us in all ways, and let us keep the love for one another as Christ has loved us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Audio, video, five, four, three, two, one. We are live. We're going to the book of Genesis, uh, chapter number 2. Chapter number 1, verse, we're going to start at verse 28. In the book of Genesis, <clears throat> Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Say amen when you get there. Our message today is entitled, This Life that I have. This life that I have. And what I'm going to do is I want everybody to settle in, settle down, and I want you to hear the Word of God. I want you to hear the Word of the Lord. We're going to revisit you this morning with a thing called the prophecy of your destiny. It's in, and it's going to be a continuation of what God has already done. Because how many of y'all know that God is not finished yet? Amen. Four, five, six weeks ago, He spoke the prophecy. We went from eight million to a hundred million. We're going for two. We're going for two hundred million. I opened up the back of a truck, tractor trailer the other day. A load we just got in. And the first thing was sitting there is a chair that was almost twice the size as the one that's been sitting in my office. About twice the size as that one back there. I'd been sitting in that one. And God showed me that where much is given, much is required. Bigger chair, bigger responsibility. Bigger anointing. Bigger growth, bigger everything. And God is gracious enough to come in and revisit us on the prophecy of our life. Now, here's the deal. It's not that God is not doing what he said he was going to do in our life. It's that we're not managing it correctly. God is fulfilling his part of it. But the individuals are not fulfilling their part of it. Because when God blesses and as God blesses, we still don't get it yet. That it's not ours, but it all belongs to God. And when we do what we're supposed to do, then God will continue to bless us. In the word of a revelation today... 
this Bible will reveal to us this life that I have. And God says in Genesis 1.28, he says, And God blessed them. He didn't say that God blessed one. He said God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So much is said right there in that scripture. First of all, here, God said he blessed them. The word blessed means that he honored and he crowned us at that point. So we're already honored by God. We've already been crowned by God. And then God did something else. He spoke unto them. He said unto them. The word said there means he prophesied with a command. You see, when God, when he honored you and when he crowned you, not only did he put you in a high position, but then he spoke a prophecy with a command in it. He said his word won't come back void. So he spoke this thing and it's a command. Whatever he has spoken into man, it's a command. It's got to do what he told it to do. It cannot come back void. This is what he told us to do. He says, I want you to be fruitful. That means I want you to increase. That's a command in your life for increase. God never intended for us to remain the same. God never did intend for us to remain where we are today. Because everything about God, if you remember Monday, uh, Wednesday night at ministry training, we're talking about God, everything that's got to do with God, including man, is movement. Somebody say, I need to move. We're talking about movement. And you can't go forward in God without going up in God. It's impossible to say that you're walking with God and going forward with God and you're not going up because God is all about taking you higher. As Sly Stone would say, I want to take you higher. And that's what God is saying there. And God said, first I'm going to crown you, I'm going to honor you, and then I'm going to speak a prophecy into your life. With a command. I'm just not going to say something. But I'm going to put a command behind it. And the command that I put behind it is. I want you to be fruitful. In other words. I want you to increase. And then after you increase. I want you to replenish. That word replenish there means to redo. There's some things in us that we need to redo. There's some things in us that we have allowed to become undone. And because it's undone, God said, now, I want you to replenish. 
this. But I want you to replenish this with what I've commanded in you to replenish. I don't want you to do it on your own. I want you to do what I've commanded. I want you to allow the prophecy that I've placed in your life to increase you, be fruitful. And then I want it to multiply you. Because the word multiply means that I want you to become exceedingly great. See, I just don't want you to exist on earth. But I want you to become exceedingly great. You understand what I'm saying? So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to take a small thing. That's why the Bible says, despise not thy small beginning. Don't despise your small paycheck. Just learn what to do with it. See, we always running at more, 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 but we ain't even got stuff to do right with what we have got. So why should God? Just tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why you can run your life away chasing after it. But if you don't get this thing in order the way God, there won't be no, it won't happen. You're chasing after a dream. And a dream ain't nothing but a vapor. You understand? But when you get a vision, then you're connected with God then. And what God will do is God will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Through the vision. Not through a dream, but through a vision, you see. So so God said, now, I want you to be fruitful, increase. And I want you to multiply because I want to make you become exceedingly great. I just don't want you to be in existence. I want you to be great in your existence. You understand what I'm saying? See, 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 it's time out. That's why I don't like average stuff. You see, see, everything in here, we're going to have to work harder. We're going to have to sacrifice harder. Praise team, ministry team, pulpit team, fundraising team, prayer team, every team. It's a high calling. Bigger, greater sacrifice. Everything's greater. You see, Because God is expecting us to become exceedingly great. And in order to become exceedingly great, we got to die more to ourselves and live more for him. We got to do that. Or God will stop the flow. And I don't want God to stop the flow. So he said, now, I want you to be fruitful, increase. But as you increase, I want you to become great with it. Because you can increase and still be average. But I don't want you to do that. I want you to increase. And as you increase, I want you to be great with this thing. Become great with this thing. Multiply. And by being great with this thing, you're going to be able to replenish or redo that old stuff that's made you average. Amen. You see, see the word replenish there don't mean really it means to fulfill, it means to redo, but it also means to mass oneself against. God wants us to become exceedingly great so that we can mass ourselves against that old way of living that we've been living. And it's gonna take a great force to do it. 
So you see, God knew what he was saying when he was saying what he was saying. He said, now I need for you to increase. But while you're increasing, I need for you to become exceedingly great because you're going to have to become exceedingly great if you're going to push this boulder up the hill so that it can roll down the hill. You see, there's going to have to be some more strength involved. So in order for you to replenish this thing now, you're going to have to get a great increase in your life in order to make this thing the way it's supposed to be. Now, he goes on and he says, now, when you replenish this thing, redo or mash yourself against, then I also want you to subdue it. So whatever it is that we need to change in our life, God says, I want you to subdue it. How do you do that? And have dominion. Watch this. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Well, the word dominion there is to have rulership over, to be in control of. See, many times our life becomes out of control, right? Because we, we, we haven't allowed ourselves to increase. And we haven't allowed ourselves to become exceedingly great through the multiplication of what the increase is all about. See, the increase is all about bringing you, being fruitful is all about bringing you into the area of multiplication. Multiplication is all about making you become great so that you can amass yourself against all that that's been warred against you so you can start winning and start losing. Now, hear the word of God. The word of God says he wants us to subdue it. That means put a foot on this thing. Come on. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. Well, it's funny. When I looked up fish of the sea, the word fish, it represents the oil of the anointing. God said, I want you to have dominion over this oil of anointing that I've given you. In other words, no matter how powerful your anointing is, the Bible says you're still supposed to be in control of it. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, a man who don't have control over the spirit that's in him is like a city with walls broken down. Amen. <laughs> you ever seen them flop around in churches that they just, and, and people got to hold them up and all that? See, that's a demon. Because the Bible says you're supposed to have control of your city. Only thing I ever seen in the Bible flopping around all on the floor is when that demon threw him on the floor. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me, see. See, y'all don't want to talk to me because I'll bust you out. I'll bust you out with your religion, see. See, I'll hurt you, TV land, with your religion. I'll make you hate me, and then you'll come back around and learn to love me because God's Spirit will bring you right back around to the man of God, to the truth. That's exactly what happened. I ain't worried about you. You might leave today, but you'll be back. You'll be back. Because truth is going to go with you. You're going to hear the voice of the shepherd everywhere you go. From the minute you step up in this house. And you're either going to get in with it or it will make you miserable. Because you'll go out through there and you'll long for the truth. You'll long for it. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, yes, you will. I've been doing this long enough to know what I'm talking about. And if you got good sense, you do what the Bible says. If you believe the prophet, you will prosper. Amen. 
That's what the word of God said. That's what the word of God said. How can you how can I tell you how to prosper if God ain't prospering me? Huh? The oil run down, it don't run up. It run down. And when you don't respect what's running down, then hey, or who is running off of, then how God gonna bless you with it? Come on. He can't do it. He won't do it. Because you're out of pocket with God. And don't even know it. You think you're out of pocket with man, but you're really out of pocket with God. Because there's a set order. It is. So he says, now I need for you to be in control of this anointing that I've given you. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, if there isn't an interpreter among you, then you need to not speak in tongues in the church. Because the word of God say unless there's an interpreter. And then when you are speaking in it, ain't but one or two. And they need to have an interpreter. And that's what God's words say. That's what God's words say. So you need, so, so folk that's doing this stuff, see, they ain't got no dominion over the fish of the sea. They're out, they out of order. They're out of order. They're out of order of this book. They can say what they want to. They can go to Acts. They can do whatever they want to. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't have dominion over this anointing that God has given you, then you'll take your own self on a silly ride. Come on. And you'll start hearing voices with that thing. And then it'll get mixed up and you'll get confused. And, now, and, and you know that thing will backfire on you. So we got to be careful. Because it says, now, I also want you to have dominion over the fowls of the air, which is the thoughts of your mind. So you need to have control over that, too. All of us do. And over every living thing that creepeth or that liveth or moveth upon the earth. You know, that's them creeping things. That's them, that's them low beast affections that we have. I call them creepy crawlers. The flesh, the lower self. Y'all know that old stuff that make us do all this old degrading stuff in the bedroom. Am I in your business? Am I in your business? Y'all know that old stuff we all been accustomed to and some of us still accustomed to. He said, now you supposed to have a... Oh, it's tight up in here. (laughs) I must have hit something. But it's true. We're all grown up in here. I'm just speaking the truth. That's all I'm just telling you. God say, now you need to have control over that. You know, because it'll, it'll, it'll lead you into a thing called debauchery. You know, and you'll find yourself doing things that, okay, I'm going too far. Come on back over here. You're going too far. You know what I'm saying? All right, we'll move on. 31, verse 31 says, And God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, he looked at it, and he said it was very good. The word very there means that he gave it strength and force. So everything God made, he gave strength and force to it. In the highest order. And the evening and the morning was the sixth day, because the sixth day represents man. Six is the number of man. Day is that which is required of you. And God required of us that we have the strength and the force of him. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
So he goes on and he tells us in the evening and the morning. See, he didn't say the morning and the evening. I told you all before, man got it backwards. They say morning is the beginning of the day. See, man done flipped everything. But God say evening and the morning. Because God sees us in our best state. Not in our beginning state. Where we get the breakthrough. God sees us in our state where we've got the breakthrough. And we've gone all the way through it. And it has brought us to our best state. You see, see, God don't see you where you are now. See, God see you where he has you seated in heavenly place. And see, we can't get there. We've got to learn how to get there, people. We've got to learn how to get where God has placed us. Instead of where we keep placing ourselves. Moving on. Go down here to chapter 2, verse 7. Are you there? Watch what God does. God says, and he breathed the breath of life into man. The breath of life is a respiratory system. Remember we talked about God the other day as he breathes in, and he breathes it back out. Life. The respiratory system is what causes our, when he breathed that into us, that's what causes the spirit and the soul and the physical body to work in conjunction with each other. Through that breath of life, that respiratory system. Breathe in, breathe out. If this thing get out of whack, guess what? Your body get out of whack, you stay long enough, you'll die. Your soul get out of whack, and your spirit get out of whack. The respiratory system. So God gave us a breath of life. He gave us a respiratory system. And he breathed it into our nostrils, and man became what's known as that living soul. We know that the word soul there means that we went on a journey with God at that time. You see, when God gave this life that I have, is a journey with God. Understand me now? And see, what we've done is, we've taken it, and we've gone on our own with it, and we haven't allowed God to walk with us on this thing properly have we so God says now I formed you out of the dust of the ground we know that the word formed there means he made his bed so we are God's bed when you look at it in Hebrew it means to make one's bed well what do you do with a bed you rest in it that's what you do so God formed him, made his bed, and then, you know, he stepped in him by breathing the breath of life into him. All he did was he stepped into his bed. He laid in his bed, and on the seventh day, what did he do? He rested, right? Amen? Are you with me? Are you following the spiritual teachings of God? It's, it, it ain't, see, see, let me tell you something, church. This legalism, this religious legalism, is killing your revelations. Because you can't understand what God is really saying and what God really did. And as long as you see it in the legal way, you're, not gonna, you're, you're never going to get it. You're always going to be a cut that's way below where God has crowned you and honored you. God ain't interested in what's going on down here on this earth with you. Jesus said, he, he, he is, but he isn't, because he's already got that planned out. But what I'm trying to say is, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So ours ought to not be of this world either. That's what I'm trying to, that, that, that's the point that I'm trying to make. 
Verse 8 says, And the Lord planted, to plant means to fix, a garden eastward in Eden, where he, and there he put man that he had formed. Well, you got folk running all around Iraq, Africa, all over the place looking for Eden. That's the Garden of Eden. That is so stupid. That's so stupid. From day one, God created us in his image and his likeness, spiritual. The Garden of Eden, the garden is your soul, people. Amen. That's what you've got Amen. to dress and keep. Amen. Eden is the delight of God. Where did God plant man's soul at? The garden. He planted the garden in his delight. Eden is his delight. And he said, now, as long as you delight yourself in the Lord, I will give you the desires of your heart. Ain't that what he said? Amen. And we run around here looking for something Eden. Instead of looking inside of ourselves. That's the garden. That's the one that he said, keep and dress your soul, people. Come on, get with me on this. And out of the ground, didn't he make man out of the dust of the ground? So he's, now he's finna tell you what's coming out of you. He said, out of the ground, out of this, made the Lord to grow every tree. The word tree is material for building. Here it is again, the material to build the temple. So within you, within this ground that's called your body, there is every material that God has given you to build his temple. Understand. Is everybody on line, in line here? Is it, is it, you see, you, you got to think up in here. I don't tell stories up in here. No, up in here you're going to think. We got to get you geared up in the spirit. We ain't talking no stories up in there. I ain't got time to waste a whole, the, all that money we spending out there to, to, to get them folk out there and in here. And, and you think that we're going to be telling Joel Osteen stories? I'm sorry. No, we ain't doing that up in here. This is the word of God. We coming up in and we giving it strong too. And out of the ground, made the Lord God to grow out of you every tree. That's every piece of material to build his building. That is pleasant to the sight and good for food. But he also placed there the tree of life, which is the material that builds life in you. Amen? Amen? He also placed that. But then also in the midst, he also placed the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the one that'll kill you. That's the one that'll take life from you. You understand what I'm saying? Amen? And then verse 10 says, and he, a river went out of Eden. See, to water what? To water your soul. See, God sent a river, which is an intelligence from him. He sent an intelligence out of himself into Eden, which is his delight. To do what? To water or to bless, because he had already crowned him and honored him, and he still wanted him to stay that way, so he got to keep him blessed. You understand? In order to stay blessed, you got to keep feeding it the right way, right? Or you lose it. So what happens? God takes and he takes and he waters or blesses the garden, the soul. And from thence it was parted and became four heads. Heads are at the top with a head, not the tail. Notice what he did. He kept feeding 
the intelligence of him so that we would stay in the high position with God and not in the low, right? Because he came to four heads. Heads ain't down here, heads are up here. So God, God wants to continue to flow in us with the revelational knowledge of God so that we will continue to go up. How many of y'all want to continue to go up? Oh, ain't but, ain't but two or three of them. But maybe, did y'all understand English? I said, how many of y'all want to go up? Amen. Well, how many of y'all believe you can go up? Amen. Now, how many of y'all going up? Amen. What I'm talking about. Don't come up in here like this is not, let me tell y'all something. This is not an unsure ministry. And y'all on up here listening to an unsure pastor. I'm sure about what I'm preaching up in here and teaching up in here. And if you catch on to it, you'll be sure about it too. You ain't messing with no, no, no. Do you understand what I'm trying to say up in here? I'm talking about confidence. You got to know who you are up in here. See, that river went out of Eden to water the garden. Came to four heads. God want to keep us high. If you ever feel bad or let other people make you feel bad about God blessing you. Did you hear what I'm saying? First thing people want to say I remember when he or she was living over there in the ghetto or in the trailer park. I remember when she was a prostitute or he was a drug. I remember. See, they don't give you, them kind of people don't give you no room to grow. I remember. You don't need that in your life. You don't need that kind of remembrance in your life. You need, you need to remember that God has a river flowing. There's a river flowing into you. Where the streams thereof may glad the city of God, which is the new Jerusalem in you. And God said, he'll bless her right early. He didn't say he would delay it. He said he'd do it right early. Now watch this. Here's prophecy. When this thing comes to four heads, watch what it does. Verse 11. Go through verse 11 through 15 and we're out of here. Short message, powerful message. Catch it. The name of the first is the Pison. The Pison, the word Pison means to enlarge. So the first thing that God wants to do is to enlarge your territory. I think you'll find that in 1 Chronicles 14 where Jabez uh, preached a word preached and prayed a prayer unto God. Very short prayer. Oh, if thou would bless me indeed, O Lord, and enlarge my coast, my territory. So the first thing, see, he had already read down here about this Pisan River. The first thing that God did when he placed us in the garden, or the Garden of Eden, which is delight, of God, our soul being in the delight of God, the first thing God did was he began to expand us, enlarge us. We in a season of expansion and enlargement, amen? On individual basis, 
in your own soul. You are in a season of enlargement. Do not deny yourself about what God is not going to do, but what God is doing in your life. Don't deny yourself. No longer. But understand that God has made it that way. That the first thing he wants to do is enlarge your territory. Now in order to enlarge your territory, he's got to enlarge your mindset. See, some of y'all think too small. I keep telling you that. You're thinking too small. And let me tell you something else. A bird in the hand, whosoever has an ear to hear, let him hear. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. If you know, it's better to have and to want what you have than to have what you want. It's better to want what you have. You know what I'm saying? If you got a bird in the hand and you're willing to let it go to go in the bush and beat the bush because you see two over there, you crazy. The first thing that a smart person would do, I say a smart person, is handle that bird there in the bush. Trap him, keep him trapped, and then go over there because you still got him, but just don't leave him. Don't leave the sure thing to go at something that ain't real and that ain't produced itself yet. My God. And we do that all the time. First thing God wants to do, he wants to enlarge us. And in order to enlarge us, that means that he's got to enlarge our mindset. In other words, we've got to get a greater revelation of this thing. You know what I mean? I can't come back up in here every week talking about how Jesus loves you. and all. You already ought to know that. Now you need to learn how to get to loving yourself. Because you ain't never got to worry whether Jesus is going to love you or not. He already died for it. He already proved his love. Now you need to prove your love to yourself. Because you ain't going to be able to prove it to nobody else in the brother and sisterhood until you learn how to Prove it to yourself, oh foolish Galatian, who has bewitched you. Cause you to believe a lie and turn away from the truth. Now tell your neighbor that. Oh, we want to tell your neighbor something. Tell him that. Oh, stupid stuff. The name of the first is the person, means to enlarge. And look what it does. It compasses the whole land of Havilah. See, where there is gold. Now we know that gold is the purity of the spirit. The land of Havilah, it said it encompassed the whole land of Havilah. Havilah means increase within. So God, as God enlarges us, God wants to increase us, not so much from the outside, but from the within. Because if you can catch this thing from the inside, that's why we preach Spiritual teachings here. Because we know if you can ever catch it, this kingdom word, it will produce itself. That's why Jesus said, seek ye first the word of God. Kingdom. He didn't say seek all this other stuff. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God 
And all these other things will be added unto you. See, because God knows that with the enlargement comes the increase within. And once he increases us within, my cup runneth over. In other words, it begins to flow out of me. There's a river that begins to flow out of me. Causing the lame to walk and the blind to see. You see, there's a river that runs out of Eden. And it makes glad the city of God and the holy place or the holy tabernacles of God. And it'll make glad that city, you know, it'll come to you right early and it will help you. Verse 12, chapter 2 says, and the goal, which is the spiritual purity of that land is good. There is bedellium and oak stone. Meaning that there's a new mindset. Once God begins to enlarge you in your knowledge and in your way of thinking. Once God begins to increase you from within with his word and with his blessings and with his love. Then you begin to have a renewed mind. Your mind begins to renew itself. Let this mind be in you that is in Christ. In other words, you know, you got to renew your mind. And put on the new man of God. Created in holiness and righteousness. And verse 13 goes on to say, And the name of the second river, because it's still flowing, is the Gihon. The Gihon means that there's going to be some labor involved. See, that's another thing that we hate. We got, we got to understand that there's going to be some laboring involved in this. The same is it that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. The word Ethiopia means the origin of man. You see, the origin of man, listen to me. The origin of man didn't go, don't start in no stinking Africa. That's stupid. The origin of man starts in the root of God. That's where the origin of man comes from. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? When you hear that stuff, man, get away from that stuff. The origin of man, man began in God. That's where he's originated from. You understand what I'm saying? That's where God originated from. And God wants us to understand the fullness that we have in him. That's why I said it encompasses all of it. Because God wants us to understand this, that what he has for us that's in him is mighty. And in order for us to understand that the laboring that comes from God, called this, this is the second river, the Gihon. Verse 13. It means laboring. Are we not co-laborers with God according to the word of God in 1 Corinthians? Are we not laborers with God? So our laboring didn't begin here and it ain't going to end here. I don't think you heard me. I said our laboring didn't begin here, and it won't end here. We've always been eternal because we've always been with God. Good God Almighty, the prodigal son, one of them went on a journey of exile. Man, he left the heavenly realm. And he went in exile in a place called earth. When he sinned, it put him in exile. The older brother is the angel, which never left. 
except those that fell into sin. But the elder brother is the angels. We've been with him the whole time. The whole time man been with God. And God waiting on him to come back home. He's been watching for him the whole time with his arms open. Because he saw him when he left. He saw him with what everything he went through. He knows everything he's going to be going through. And he came down here to get us back to him when he lifted up his eyes. He said, I'm going to go back to my father's house. If I could just be a servant. But God said, no. Once you come back up in here, son, you are not a servant. You're a son. You're a son. You're a son. Me and you going to build things together. I got a job for you. I got an inheritance for you. How many of y'all want y'all inheritance from God? I ain't talking about no bank account. See, that's, that, 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 you got to go further than that. You're losing your whole mind at, at a bank account. And, ain't, and it ain't happening. Has it happened yet? Well, it, it, but the thing, it might though. But you got to get in line. See, you keep trying to put the cart before the... I said a bird in the hand, better than two in the bush. I just told you that. To him that had the ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to you. You better learn to do what you need to do with the little that God gives you and understand that a little in God's hand is a lot. You better learn to understand that two fishes and five loaves and I can feed as many as I want to feed with it. Come on, preacher. A little in God's hand is a lot. You don't see what God see about your situation. You don't see what God see about them two or three dollars that's in your pocket. You don't see what God see. I got a little boy, my little grandson. He, he coming to me and say, Papa, where can I put this? I need an envelope or something to put this. I said, just drop it in there. God going to bless him. Because he did it out of the pureness of his heart. You see what I'm saying? He did it out of the pureness of his heart. See, ain't no telling what he'll get. From that, he might not even realize the increase that's coming from it. You be faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. However, you present yourself to God, God will present Himself to you. You present yourself holy, God will present Himself holy. You present yourself righteous, God will present Himself righteous. However, you present yourself to God, God will present Himself to you. The origin of man, the Euphrates, the origin of man is, comes from the bosom of God. That's where man originated from. Ain't that where man, God said, and God said, spoke it out of him? Did he speak man out of you, out of Ethiopia, or did he speak, or out of Ethiopia, or did he speak man out of his bosom? Come on. He just using these words as codes, seeing who's going to have sense enough to understand what the spiritual mystery is. Because you can take this thing and go 50, 11 different ways with it, but it ain't but one way that's going to satisfy God, and that's the spiritual way. You better hear me. You better hear me. I'm up in here. I'm, I'm giving you the real deal. I'm giving them people out there that listen to this broadcast the real deal. Now, what they do with it is up to them. But they can't say they didn't get it. 
Break it on down and closing it on down in verse 14. It says, and the name of the third river, there's a resurrection taking place, is the Hadikale. The word Hadikale means a rapid success. Here, here's that prophecy. Here's that prophecy again. See, see, I'll guarantee you within the same amount of time that it took the first prophecy to go from eight to a hundred million, I guarantee you, God going to stack some more on because it said rapid increase. He just spoke a prophecy in you. Rapid increase, the head of cop. There's a flow of rapid increase in this thing. We done tapped into something that's bigger than us. We done tapped into something that we don't even know the magnitude of it. All we doing is rolling with it, people. But we done tapped everything, done enhanced itself. Everything. We done tapped into something and we know it's God. But you know what? I don't know about y'all. But like I told Brenda, I feel like we've supposed to been there all along. Ain't nowhere God can put me. Now, I can only speak for me. Ain't nowhere God can put me on that mountain that I don't feel that I don't belong there. You understand what I'm saying? I feel I belong wherever he put me on that mountain. I don't care how fast he do it. I don't care how he do it. It don't make no difference. I don't feel out of place with it. You know why? Because I'm, I'm in my evening state. I'm in my, I, I realized that a long time ago. All I'm doing is walking in it. That's all I'm doing. But my mind been in this evening state. And I'm trying to get y'all to get in y'all. And walk in this thing. Walk in this thing. Because this thing is powerful, y'all. See, we done tapped into something. I don't know. All I know is God. But I, I, all I know is something has happened. And it's, and, and, and it's done shot us into a place where... When we tell folk, I don't even think they can fathom it. Either that, or they, 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 it numbs them, or they just plain out haters. And it's probably a mixture of all. But we are supposed to be able to promote the blessings of God. We're supposed to boast in the Lord, the Bible says, and the humble should hear and be glad. Only the humble. You understand? So, like Brenda was saying, all y'all got these Facebook pages and stuff, but the only one sharing anything is Angie and Brenda and, and, uh, and, and Sandra. What about the rest of y'all that's got these Facebook pages? Start sharing what God is doing in the, in the ministry. Ain't you happy about what God is doing? Amen. It wasn't doing it at the other place you was at. Didn't nobody care nothing about you there. So get excited about what God is doing. And start promoting it. And it's by word of mouth that this house will be filled up. Amen. You get excited and somebody else will get excited. You know what I'm saying? You get excited, somebody else will get excited. Don't keep all the excitement to yourself. Don't get so comfortable that you don't want nobody else to come in and break your, you know, your little stride. Don't do that. Because God's going to do it anyway. He always has. Now watch this. The head of Kyle, verse 14, is rapid success. That's going to be a rapid success. 
that it is, that is it which go toward the east of Assyria. 